Hello, everybody, and welcome back to JoJo's Bizarre... Nope. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Bizarre Podcast Dogs Must Die. My name is Grant. You can call him Chip. And as promised, we are once again joined by a mysterious third voice. Please introduce yourself as you would like to be introduced. Uh, hi, I'm Arden. Um, I used to make video games. I might still do that again one day, but uh, <laughs> I mostly do um, editing, consulting, uh, freelance sort of... Uh, dating sim and visual novel sphere things. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> well, fantastic. We are so, so glad to have you on. Yay, thanks for having me. For this, our middle segment discussion, we are here to talk about episodes uh, 13 through 24, the September 2020, September 2022, rather, drop. Uh, Kiss of Love and Revenge, a.k.a. the the Sports Max episode through Jailbreak, dot, dot, dot. Huh. (laughs) (laughs) I just, so, one of my friends was talking to me about this and how, like, we were both watching this with our significant others, and mm-hmm. uh, both Couldn't of our me. nope, not happening. <laughs> <laughs> and both of our significant others kept like being surprised at us because we like have like read all of the manga, but we didn't remember what happens next. But as I was mm-hmm. like watching these episodes, I was like, "How could you possibly expect me to remember any <laughs> of this? Like, especially for this section in particular, it's like how how could I ever be expected to remember any of the order?" that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. these things are happening. <laughs> that is that is the exact same thing our last guest said. Really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think he said something to the effect of, I could tell you everything that happens, but not a word of like what <laughs> order it occurred in. Yes. Yes. Yeah. When you when you said like, oh it's these episodes in particular, I like hadn't realized that this is kind of like th- this is the worst part of Stone Ocean to me. <laughs> um <laughs> And Stone Ocean is actually my favorite um, of all the the JoJo's, but I understand mm-hmm, mm-hmm. why people don't like it because the middle, this middle like chunk, is like completely incomprehensible, more <laughs> than JoJo usually is. I think, <laughs> but I don't know if that's just me. Now, since, since you've mentioned your personal connection, let's go back to the question that I usually try to ask uh, okay. to kick off these I'm episodes. I'm sorry, I was like so what, ready. <laughs> how did you find, like, what, what got you into JoJo's Bizarre Adventure? What led you here along this path to get to <laughs> today of all days? Um, So I'm like a really big fan of uh, a Japanese like voice actor, Tomokazu Sugita, who voices Joseph mm-hmm. Joestar in Battle Tendency. Um, so that's literally why I started watching jojo is just because like i love tomokazu sugita i think he's so talented and i just i he is like such a delight um like the energy that he brings to like every role of his is like so much fun that i was like yeah sure i'll watch i'll watch jojo and then you know of course Mm -hmm. like i saw like a bunch of like fanner of like joseph and caesar making out and i was like oh there's like there's boys in this that are (laughs) cool um and and so uh Battle Tendency was was all that was out at the time, like just through the end of right, that. Right. Um, so then I just read the entire manga, like in like a few months. It was. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think like that was responsible. Like that was like a really smoking the whole pack situation of, <laughs> like just just shotgunning all of the like up till the mm-hmm, end mm-hmm. of part seven, um, in like a, a month or two. Um, and so now here I am. <laughs> I'm sorry that Joseph isn't in this one. I do apologize. <laughs> it's fine. He had enough time. <laughs> <laughs> this part, this particular uh, segment of part six, it's got it's got a different feel. Yeah. Uh, like, it, it is a matter of degrees, I'd say. It's it's certainly within the family, but it is like to to the edge of the spectrum of comprehensibility. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say. I think. This middle chunk starting off with, you know, Kiss of Love and Revenge, not too bad. It's just kind of getting into the character of somebody who hadn't really had much, you know, mm-hmm. to do yet. Or Very standard, frankly. Very yeah. normal yeah. JoJo's business. And then literally the next episode when you start <laughs> Ultra Security House Unit, from there on out, it's just like, oh, what? <laughs> Baby? Yeah, Bone? baby stand too. <laughs> baby bone? <laughs> I love that, like, even though, like, the, the Sports Max episodes are, like, pretty pretty normal, pretty fun, honestly. The whole, like, 
thing with uh, Jolene using like Stone Free to like lay out her web of threads and stuff. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but then like even even in that like very normal episode where they're like, oh, of course, invisible corpses have no concept of up and down, and I'm just like, God damn it! Like I wasn't ready for this. <laughs> like, <laughs> have you ever asked one i you don't haven't know. like you don't know I, it's a like technically i i guess that could be true uh <laughs> i think that this dreamless cacophony of nonsense <laughs> is part of what makes this central bit feel so much like a cohesive unit a lot more than we were talking about in the last uh, uh guest episode the the last hiatus like aside from just being a beginning it doesn't really hang together as a whole it doesn't seem like a natural place for a break Mm -hmm. but like drop two here i mean we have a real unity of purpose everything is about this bone and the baby what comes from this bone (laughs) yeah every single episode and also a real unity of time like Sports Max happens one day the next day and a half is like the next eight episodes god God, that's right (laughs) And and then uh, uh, after a, a two days interval, you know, Jolene wakes up and has a brain fight, and, and that's the end. That's it. <laughs> I love that um, Jailhouse Rock is just um, what happens to me when I smoke weed, which is why I don't smoke weed um, because <laughs> yeah. I I think that everything is happening forever, and uh, I will constantly just be like asking my wife the same three questions over and over. <laughs> <laughs> my my fiance uh when she was younger if she got high she would just start thinking about sharks a lot which also sounds like something a jojo stand could do to you it's, yeah. it's genetic is what it is yeah <laughs> is jotaro just high all the time is that why <laughs> god like i know that everyone likes to you know point at like king crimson as like the like most incomprehensible stand or or whatever but it's like no no you you guys didn't read stone ocean and i can tell because like every other stand in stone ocean is just like no rules just right let's fucking go (laughs) like like even like honestly stand like like diver down is just like oh you think that it's just i can go through walls no i can put frogs into people's brains and like attach them (laughs) like He's just doing whatever. <laughs> um, well, all Anasui wants to do is woo Jolene by demonstrating his ability to get up in there and rearrange them guts. It would work on me. It would work. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. This, I know this might come as a, as a shock uh, to you, but I, I like Anasui. Uh, <laughs> I, I think he's a really fun uh, character. But also, I don't know. I, I like that he has like concrete reasons for like being into jolene other than like you know fucking obviously like she's the best like but mm-hmm. I, I like that yeah. like they actually take the time to you know write like him being like oh like i i think like her determination is like really cool and like her focus is like so it makes her so beautiful and it's like even simple shit like that is like i think a lot of male writers forget to give like male love interests like concrete like reasons for like why they mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. A, a female protagonist other than mm-hmm. like because it's just kind of expected you know it's just like oh well she's yeah. she's the woman you're supposed to like her um <laughs> so i i like that they they give that to anasui uh it's just cute so i've been thinking about anasui and of course you have to think about anasui especially <laughs> for our agenda today but i think the point of anasui is to be inverse dopio explain <laughs> we have this i mean very pink very fancy boys but anasui has a good soul but is outwardly the most evil thing in the world yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where is dopio he like he comes across so sweet so nice but it's like the black heart of hell being yeah. inside him. <laughs> that's completely fair i love like i love that anasui is like completely correct by like being like hey we should kill that fucking baby and like nobody (laughs) trusts him because he is such a jackass like and because why would you say that you psychopath like but he's right (laughs) step that weird baby's head come on go he's right (laughs) i should have put a frog in the baby already (laughs) (laughs) i i I was saying that like 
it feels like his his purpose in the the plot is to show up whenever someone needs to die like immediately and like without repercussion <laughs> like can he like it's it's his main role is like to show up during a fight and just vaporize somebody uh yeah like i am not fucking around we're not we're not doing big punches i'm going to save us by making him fuck a frog like (laughs) i have turned your bones into a jacob's ladder toy get over it get (laughs) out god god that was so horrifying you know we we had a episode a while ago where we went through iraqi's book on his process for making manga and mm-hmm. like you know, he had a very detailed thing of like, you know, those those very large character sheets. Yes. But he never talked about. Oh no, he did sort of where he talked about how the next thing that's going to happen, even he doesn't know. It's just kind of a a flow for him or whatever. But I just really want to know: were there other ideas he had to end the fight before turn old man's legs into bone springs, <laughs> or was that the first thing he went with? Uh, yeah. <laughs> what about the first thing I went with? I feel like if you if you think of that idea, you're you're not gonna not use it. Yeah. I get, oh, oh man, I've had the bone leg springs idea in my pocket for a while. This is the perfect opportunity to use it. I'm the old man who subscribes to urine therapy. Oh, God. <laughs> I I love that the whole like all of the the Kenzo like fight feels like doing mm-hmm. like comedy pratfalls, but as like horror like oh god that's awful (laughs) like it's just a constant stream of like jesus christ man uh but it's like it's comedy like uh you know the bit when foo fighters is like it keeps getting like stuck on the electric chair and shit yes yes. oh my god that uh angle bracket turning into a uh, slicing boomerang (laughs) (laughs) like from the road warrior I don't know. In in some ways, like parts of JoJo feel like the the similar but opposite takes on like Chainsaw Man uh, to me, mm. uh, where it's like Chainsaw Man is one of the funniest comics I've ever read, and it's also like one of the darkest comics like I've ever read. But those two are pretty separate. Like the the comedy in Chainsaw Man is not really like very dark like often. Like sometimes it is, but the comedy in JoJo is like stuff that like I don't even know if i laugh half the time because i'm like jesus <laughs> jesus dude that's awful <laughs> like, <laughs> like the the small stuff in jojo does make me laugh like i i love like foo fighters and like her like big gulp cup like yep. all mm-hmm. the time like shit like that is like really good but then it's it's like the kenzo fight is just so much just mm-hmm. the constant i made you slip on a banana peel due to feng shui and I'm going to kill you. I don't know. <laughs> also, separate from that, I jammed my hand down your throat, and now you're drowning. Yeah. Also, that like, <laughs> I. Where does all the extra water come from, though? You're in therapy. <laughs> <laughs> it's not water. <laughs> oh dear. He's so hydrated. I don't like this. Oh dear. <laughs> Gotta get rid of it somehow. He is so hydrated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well why doesn't his skin look better answer me that mm, that's fair he's i mean they don't give you moisturizers and in, in jail he he was caught in a fire that he barely escaped i don't mm, know sure that's sure true. i felt like i was like yeah i'm i'm ready to like go talk about it and now i just feel like i'm getting like like i feel like a dog <laughs> getting like razzed up like at the park where i'm just like <laughs> ah <laughs> thinking back thinking back to uh uh Part three, somewhere in there, uh, I, I recall making the point that, that giving depth to Dio would ruin him. Mm-hmm. And it's like Araki heard me through time and is just like, let me give it a shot, though. Let me let me yeah. just let me just try. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's see what happens. <laughs> like, like building a scale model of the ship in which he and Jonathan died. Uh, he's working through some shit. It's, <laughs> it's so romantic. I'm sorry. Like I, I love Dio. I forgot that. Like I really miss like his voice actor. Um, because like Takahiro Koyasu is like amazing. And like the second you, you, he, he's like off screen, but you hear him do the like whole oh, thing, and I'm like, oh, he's back. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's so fun. I love everything with like him and Pucci. Like mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. if you were Pucci, and you know the the most beautiful vampire in the world like uh was like the only vampire in the world i mean it's not a long list (laughs) um 
It's like, wow, uh, like, I really trust you. Like, I would do anything <laughs> for him at that point. <laughs> I think Pucci was, he made, he had some points, mm-hmm, is all mm-hmm. I'll say. Uh, but, like, see- seeing Dio talk about, like, transcendence and something more powerful than, uh, I, you know, like, seeking to uh, uh, power for for the real reasons that drive him, and and something that that's greater and grander. I think I am right that if you did the foolish thing, chopped up JoJo's Bizarre Adventure to make like the chronological cut, mm-hmm. it would ruin part three. Oh, for sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, but but I do think that the character can carry it for the this new story that it's serving. Yeah, because because at this point. You know, like Dio's not coming back. Like, uh, no, no spoilers here. But like, I think we all, I think it's safe to say that like Dio is is gone, gone because he has been gone since part three. And I like that. I think it's fun to kind of do that retroactively. But yeah, if they had like led with like in Phantom Blood, him, him being like just doing all of this, it would have been really not fun. Like, (laughs) because he's a Saturday morning cartoon villain, and that's great. You know. I don't know, like he's he's meant to instill like gay panic and look cool, and he does that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I just still really love the idea of. I mean, I know that that Pucci and Dio did not meet in Florida, but I just love the idea <laughs> of Dio walking around Florida. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like you know, like he's he's going to the nightclub scene, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, that's where he is. It was. It's so funny when he's like, you know, they they kind of like dramatize it in the in the flashbacks where he's like, yeah, I need to be at these exact coordinates, like this longitude and and whatever. Mm-hmm, and it's mm-hmm. like that's Florida, and it's just it's so funny. <laughs> yeah. Every time you see on the news like there's some uh, uh, raft out of Cuba and they didn't make it, Dio Dio ate them. <laughs> they would have made it, but he ate them. He needs a he needs a refill. Like Foo Fighters <laughs> has their big gulp cups. Dio has uh. It's Cuban refugees. Yes, yeah. yes. Like I, I understand why, like some people don't like Stone Ocean. Um, but I, I generally feel like the cast is like kind of strong enough to overcome like the the nonsense. Uh, mm-hmm. especially with like this mm-hmm. middle section. Like I think there's like some surprisingly good like character work in Stone Ocean that can kind of like I think Araki can kind of let it fall by the wayside a lot in JoJo. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. And the anime added a scene or two that was new that was also good character work, like fucking Aramis pouring one out for Foo Fighters. Yeah, that was really cute. Yeah, I like that a lot. I I think that the way that we've structured this show, hand in hand with how Netflix structured their releases, has really harmed Aramis. Because she has a pretty strong uh, uh, streak, I would say, from like getting her stand to being back up in Foo Fighters debut and then like forming the, this powerful trio in the, in the, the play catch until you die. <laughs> and if you split that away from sports max and then she disappears, yeah, it's, it sucks for her. Yeah. She does. She fucking disappears. She's gone. Yeah. Even like, in the the jailhouse rock episode i was like oh well like Hermes is gonna come help her out of this right because mm-hmm. i you know again i read it i don't remember anything um but like <laughs> it was it, it feels weird not having her get involved in in that uh that arc like yeah even though it, it is unbelievably horribly funny uh watching jolene and emporio like that scene where they're both in the room and they're both like forgetting everything at the same time, like trying to like talk to each other is so funny. Uh, it's great. It's great. But I'm like, get, get armies in this. Like I want her to be frustrated and like, <laughs> you know, I, I wanted to see that. Just this, a scene of someone like with full brain babysitting someone who got jailhouse locked would be amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that's what Gwess is kind of. The the Gwess sequence is really good. Though. It, I, I love that scene with Gwess, but I, I honest to God would have killed Jillian well before two days were up. Like, can you imagine? <laughs> Especially like the part where she's like trying to watch a movie and keeps rewinding it. And the, in, the other inmates are like, oh my God, get the fuck out. It's like, <laughs> Jillian is not making it out of that alive. Like, <laughs> God, I I love I love the rewinding part <laughs> so much. 
Mm-hmm. It's just a stupid gag. How how many other Seinfeld episodes can we uh, squeeze into Stone Ocean? Because <laughs> hmm. because we had the opposite. We had, of course, the bet. Do we think Jolene is still master of her domain after all these weeks? <laughs> I mean, there's been multiple times she's been stuck in a cell for weeks on end, just waiting for something to happen. So yeah. If the moon comes through those bars. But on the other hand, yeah. who is more determined than Jolene Cujo? <laughs> well, I... if, 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 if the bet was a stand ability that if you do it and then you explode or something, then she would have easily, you know, gotten through that not doing that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's not, or... so... <laughs> or she would have found a very clever way to circumvent it. Yes. Uh, yes. 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 There we go. There we go. Getting yeah. off on a technicality, as it were. It doesn't count if it's your stand. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I was saying that, like, if the Jailhouse Rock episode is just that Araki watched Memento and was like, hey, that would be pretty cool um, if that was a stand, is Kenzo and, like, the Dragon Stream thing, like, that Araki watched, like, Home Alone? <laughs> was like, what if what if uh, that kid was doing all that with feng shui? <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. They keep attacking an inadvantageous angle of the house. Yes. Oh my god, yes. Oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Macaulay Culkin being like, I can see like you're the angle to have the worst luck as like the guy's going up the stairs or whatever. <laughs> oh, oh boy. Oh boy. Uh if there's any other Seinfeld episodes that fit in, uh the uh, there's got to be a stand. Now that they're leaving, they're going to get trapped in a uh, parking garage and they'll never be able to find their way out. <laughs> and also they have a goldfish they have to keep alive or else they all die or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Emporium kind of... offers to like blow their, f- uh, uh, stick their face in someone's soup and blow bubbles for 50 bucks. <laughs> yes. Emporio's kind of like a goldfish that like you have to keep alive. <laughs> yeah. Okay, all right. So Jolene is Jerry. Foo Fighters is Elaine. <laughs> I don't like uh, that I have to say that I that Poochie is like Newman like in this situation. Like I but I <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I don't Poochie's Banya. Oh. God. Mm. <laughs> this is dire. <laughs> I don't like this. I feel like there's no extremely Obviously, clear... Kramer is an Asui. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, what I was about yeah. to say. Yeah. Horrible, horrible. <laughs> <laughs> my, my brain is, like, frantically trying to, like, replay every Seinfeld bit I know, but with this with this new cast mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. that we've created, and I just... No, it, my brain, it's not working. Nothing is happening <laughs> there. Who's, who's George? Hmm... George Costanza's George. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry my mistake. <laughs> Foo Fighters does make sense as Elaine because the way Elaine dances is the way Foo Fighters would dance also. <laughs> yes. 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 Yeah. Anyhow, we, we've talked about them. Uh, uh, let's, let's dive right into the topic. FF stands for Farewell Friend. Oh. Mm. Uh, let's, let's, we got, we got to get into it. We got to, we got to talk. It's the, it's the last big dramatic thing that happened. Yeah. Aside from, you know, poochie stuff, I guess, but. Actually, uh, Foo Fighters, like, like Death Steed still makes me like a little bit teary. Um, mm-hmm. I don't like, on one hand, like, can you imagine, uh, how insane it would have been if the rest of Stone Ocean was Foo Fighters in Anasui's body? Oh my like, God. Which is like the, the bargain that Anasui had made initially. <laughs> And was like, you know, hey, like I'll I'll give you the rest of my body, like just you gotta you gotta save Jolene, um, mm-hmm. which that would have been uh, interesting. And I would have loved to see it, but also I, I again, this is the thing with like why a lot of the character work in Stone Ocean is really good for me is because I feel like Foo Fighters like commitment to like of course like they don't want to take over someone else's body because like who they are has become like so important to them, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so like yeah, like they would rather like you know, die and, like, pass on as, like, themselves, uh, and not kind of, like, deprive Anasui of, like, who he is, mm-hmm. like, in, in that process. I thought that was, like, a really sweet, like, way to kind of justify that narrative decision. Mm-hmm. It's certainly better than the, the fake-out death you get for her, where she just explodes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah! 
screaming. I was incensed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can you? Oh my god. Yeah. You know, knowing what was coming, and I was like, yeah, okay. And I, I did not even consider the idea that like people thinking that was it. Like that would have been awful. <laughs> mm-hmm. L- listen to to that episode of ours when it comes out. Yeah. It's uh t- two back from this one. So would that be number eighty two? Ugh, ugh. But like, <laughs> I I think Foo Fighters is uh like the best realized character in this part, maybe in all of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure up to this point. Yeah. Like certainly a yeah. contender. And I think it's because they have goals and tactics that really fit the genre that like, we don't have to stop doing what JoJo's is in order to do this character which, because they're here to prove their intelligence through violence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're one of my favorite characters in, in the series for sure. Just a lot of like really charming, like, characterization choices there uh like i already mentioned like the, them just carrying around their big old cup all the time and just like the little bit in the sports max like fight where where <laughs> food fighters just starts picking up jolene's like shoulder meat and like slapping it onto her yes. like it's so <laughs> funny um it's just i i love that like they are both like a, a really good like comedy character but also like very helpful and uh, sweet and stuff, and I feel like sometimes Araki has trouble balancing like character who is comic relief with character who is like actually endearing and and useful, yeah. uh, and like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, is a character. By this point, like Jolene's at least thirty percent Foo Fighters by volume, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. And and like, it's like oh, they'll always be with me. <laughs> and yeah, that's I mean that's funny to think about, but I think it's also like true on the inside, mm-hmm. <laughs> like. Oh, oh, I'm breaking my heart again oh. here. But I, I would have loved to see more of their daily life. I mean, this is true of every character. Yeah. Like, what is Ermus? What would Ermus have been doing in the prison once her uh, revenge quest is done? If she weren't, you know, just in <laughs> sick in bed for those weeks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> for that, like, less than one week, I think. Actually, <laughs> if, if you count. Out. Oh God, that's right. But like, what's what's the slice of life spinoff? Like, give give me Oz, but a sitcom, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I want more Gwess. Yes, <laughs> I love Gwess. Every time I love Gwess. Every time Gwess shows up, I'm so happy that she's there again, even if it's for like two minutes. She's just really funny. Yeah, I I love the bit where she's scamming Jolene out of like her food tickets, being mm-hmm. like, "Hey, you should give that to me." Like, and, and then just like <laughs> sucker. Uh, <laughs> I, I love that she knows that, like, Jolene is, like, this, you know, the scariest person in the prison and is still, like, uh, how can I fuck her over a little bit, though? Mm-hmm. But it, it makes things like the Mirror Shown episode and the little, like, oh, I'm just going to do the opposite, like, insert scene with Foo Fighters be so load-bearing for these relationships that we do care about. But, like, just f- f- feed that. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Come on. I, I don't know. It, it's... I feel like a lot of this, like, the maximum security word, like, stuff being so long is, like, I don't know, like, such a, a detriment, I think, because, like, a lot of, like, these episodes just kind of, like, all blend in together, mm, and it's, like, I feel like yeah, that, that's yeah. time that really could have been spent with, like, the main trio, or even, like, the main trio plus Honestly, um, or, you know, what have you, instead of, like, well... Uh, our base is in the hospital, uh, for, yeah. and gone for... How about a real flashback with, like, the actual action of why everyone is giggling at toes? Yes. Uh, uh, <laughs> what was up with that? Let that carry me through Yo-Yo Ma. Come on, come on. God. Also, I, I love that they can't say Yo-Yo Ma, but they can say, like, Snoopy and, like, Batman and, and shit, <laughs> like, but they can't... They can't name drop no Yuma, um, and they can't they can't say Dragon's Dream, but they can they can say Snoopy, uh, yes, <laughs> which is made me feel slightly insane. I, I mean, I, I've said this on the show I think twice now regarding Anasui, but okay, let's just say you are legendary cellist Yo Yo Ma, and you find <laughs> out that your name is being applied to this little this guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would speak up. I yeah. would have something to say. I thinking I got. I, I I love that. Like when Yo Yo Ma like shows up, like everyone just like 
non-verbally agreeing that it's on fucking site for that little green freak. Yes. Like, like, Until it's suddenly not. Like, it's very much not for no clear reason. Like, Foo Fighters shooting him in the head instantly, like, with no hesitation, is so fucking funny. Again, this is why Foo Fighters is the best character, yeah. but... Also, uh, as, like, a fun little tidbit, um, Yoyama uses... Uh, like watakushi like pronouns in Japanese, which is like mm-hmm. the pronoun that like anime writers use when they're writing like princesses, like huh. to to refer to them like and like that's how they refer to themselves. It's like a very like prim and proper um, <laughs> like kind of like royalty pronoun, and that's what like that little green bastard is using for himself the entire time. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? When I heard him say that, that's fantastic. Yeah. Uh really good little detail uh, but obviously i didn't pick up in the manga because i was reading the manga in english but horrible i think it's interesting that again looking back to a point that was raised when we were talking about the first uh, uh drop how uh part six stands are so much more integrated they are the body in, in a, a way that hasn't been done before now we're getting stands that are so alienated so separate from their user that they don't even share voices yeah they're they're just weird like sidekicks two two in a row yeah (laughs) and sometimes they hate their user sometimes (laughs) i i i think that stand telling its user to shut the fuck up is something that they should have done more of uh yes (laughs) very good i i think that like jojo's always been like a really like body horror heavy uh manga but i i think that part six is where it really starts like going kind of crazy with the body horror to a part where even i was like "Ooh, like this is this is making me a little squeamish um yeah yeah it's like iraqi has thought of so many creative and inventive ways to to harm people uh Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. i i want to i wish i could like study him in a lab i don't know (laughs) like i want to scan his brain (laughs) just hook him up to whatever machine they've got jotaro on yeah Yeah. Little cuppies. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so weird to go from like the the really intense like body horror shit of like even mm-hmm. like the the fucking um, Limp Biscuit God yeah. uh, Sports Max's stand where it's yeah. like the that whole thing where it's like he doesn't even know that he's like dead, uh, but his mm-hmm. stand is like still active is like really fun, and then you get to these really like conceptual like detached like things immediately after it's like a it's a really weird shift mm-hmm. i do i do love the like um all like the greenery stuff uh with like mm-hmm, the trees mm-hmm. like sprouting out of people is like so nasty and gross but i Oof, i love yeah. it i think it's really cool that yeah some of the imagery like the the what were originally you know like very large panels uh in the manga of like revealing hey this guy's this guy's face is mostly a tree some of those shots really feel Junji Ito to me in, in like yeah. the, the page reveal they do for them and stuff. Yeah, for sure. But also, yeah, just talking about the, the body horror here. Yeah, uh, I just want to shout out the thing that probably made me the most squeamish, uh, which is when Jolene yeah? uses thread to peel off a dude's toenail. Yep, that's exactly Holy what I was thinking fuck. of. Yeah. I was like, oh. <laughs> Nightmare. Nightmare, nightmare. Like a mandolin slicer. Oh, God. Again, this is why I was like, what's wrong with you? Like, why why would you think of that? I don't know. I know that I'm saying this is like the horror writer, but I'm like, Jesus Christ, dude. Like, Like, I, I really like everything with, like, the, the green baby and how very, it, I wish it was more of a counterpoint. Like I, I can see the idea that all of the stands are getting weirder and looser, and the the rules that held up the world are just wobbling and buckling under the the weight of this thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And thinking of it that way, I'm making myself more. Uh, I don't know, uh, forgiving of just how strange yeah. and, and uh, uh, like you said, no rules, just right. This section is, but. I can imagine another world where it is the only thing that works like that and people notice yeah. and it's really throwing them for a loop while they pursue it, you know? Yeah. I feel like there was a way to 
to kind of do both where like it is definitely <laughs> like the whole point is that and like things are just going to get weirder but like <laughs> oh yeah uh, but like the next part is like it's really bizarre but i <laughs> um but i do feel like it's it's like better conveyed than this like chunk of it is mm-hmm. uh if that makes sense like i don't know it's it's still very like the stands get kind of more and more like a uh, high concept i guess if you will <laughs> and like uh uh just detached and strange and uh a lot of shit's just happening um like getting into you know like king crimson territory again um Mm -hmm. but i feel like it's easier to watch or read uh i don't i don't really know like i think it's just because like there's no breathing room in this whole arc uh yeah it Mm -hmm. it feels really weird to get almost a normal tournament arc in jojo essentially like (laughs) uh like even though most of jojo is just like episode one or two parters of a stand fight and then nope here comes another stand fight it still usually had breathing room with the start and end of those fights of like Mm -hmm. oh Mm -hmm. here's the gang trying to haggle in india or whatever you know and this is just fight 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 and it's like it's that there there are multiple fights that take multiple episodes back to back yeah which is like Mm -hmm. um yeah, again, it's it's when you remember that this all takes place over the course of like like two days or whatever, and then <laughs> and then the jailhouse rock stuff. Um, I think that like having even a little bit of breathing room would have really helped it, kind of like drive the point mm-hmm. home that it's it's getting weirder because it's intending to, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. rather than just like, hey, uh, Iraqi's going wild right now, uh, and we're just we're just along for the ride. <laughs> Something that I really appreciate about the uh, the green, the baby, and everything that surrounds it, the ritual even, mm-hmm. is how it feels so old. It feels like pagan and like spooky pagan, like folk horror yeah. pagan, yeah. not like actual shit. But <laughs> I love, I mean, just drawing from the image of the green man uh, goes a long way, but like there's something perversely ancient about it. Like you're waking something that is like, truly cosmic happening and i kind of wish we didn't hear the magic words because <laughs> i think they let it down <laughs> yeah it's just at least do some like fake greek or something keep it classy yeah yeah i was i was just about to say when you were saying that and like me just thinking about like the the words that Pucci has to say to wake it up <laughs> being like mm. <laughs> Let me, uh, I need to, like, look those up again, because I forgot them, like, instantly. Uh, Beatles in there, like, four times. Yeah. I I can't hear it uh, either in the episode or recited uh, uh, without thinking of Metal Gear Solid 2, though. It's it's all Harakiri Rock, etc. to me. It doesn't actually matter, and I'm glad they don't say, you know, at this point or anything, how Dio learned of this ritual. But I do, <laughs> yeah. but I do like yeah. imagining how Dio learned about this ritual. I mean, he just did it. He did it a thousand <laughs> times and had to come up with the exact precise coordinates. Yeah. How do you think he knows it's thirty six uh, like horrid sinner souls? He tried it with thirty four. <laughs> it didn't quite work. Yeah, he's got nothing but time. Uh... Apparently so. <laughs> he keeps finding a bunch of teenagers <laughs> to hang out with. Well. <laughs> I would love, I would love if one of the Dio flashbacks had like a tiny John Gallier running around playing with a paper airplane in the background. <laughs> like, what are you doing here? What do you care? I just remember that one of the words is is fig tart specifically. <laughs> yes, <laughs> which is again like he's he's sitting there, he's going through every word in the dictionary. He's like, God, there has to be something, like just a lot. <laughs> <laughs> And I just love that even though Dio clearly had, in his short time being around the 80s, he got so much done. He's a very productive guy. Clearly managing, either he is just really naturally good at managing his schedule or he had an assistant that was booking appointments for him. Uh, What do you think Enya was doing in those years? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yet he still found time to relax and, and, Mm -hmm. you know just read books with his uh, best friend, quote-unquote, on, on the same bed. There is still time for mm-hmm. leisure. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I love the shot of him, like, 
shirtless like with Pucci like and they're both like lounging in bed like reading books totally separately I'm like yeah okay uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah sure Pucci's mom knocks on the door can I get you any snacks <laughs> yeah like oh god I I love that it's you know very clearly invo- invoking like the bisexual vampire stuff with Dio but also like kind of like not being sure like well what are these two guys gonna do together well <laughs> I don't I can just draw them like like reading like i guess like they could just do that like they they love books and it's just like oh honey like you're you're trying so hard i i do love like Pucci as a villain a lot i think he's just really fun and like i i completely understand him because like i would you know mm-hmm. if i if if dio was like my lover i would also probably do a lot of this stuff i don't know like i'd, I'd try um but I, I just think it's like i just think it's like a way more compelling like uh just simple like backstory for for him than like uh, anyone else trying to i don't know like i i kind of infamously among my friends i did not like part five um mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. everyone really expects me to like part five i think because there are boys in it um but i i don't like those boys very much um <laughs> I think I think they could have been better, but like this this has come up on the show before. Very detail oriented listeners, uh, uh, my uh, remember I mentioned inviting someone to talk on about part five, who who declined. Oh yeah, the circle is closed. Here we are. Yeah, here I am. <laughs> yeah, because I was like, I don't I don't want to like come on your podcast and like just just be like this part sucks. Like when you're trying to talk <laughs> about it. But yeah, I don't know. Like, I find I find like Pucci like way more like interesting to me than Diavolo, who I I literally had to look up his name just now because I mm-hmm. yeah. forgot him. Yeah, Dopio's imaginary friend. Th- this is what I'm going with yeah. now. Yeah, I'm trying I'm trying this opinion on. Let's see how it goes. <laughs> and I don't know really. Like, I just feel this. I don't know how much it actually holds up. But compared to a lot of the other antagonists of the other JoJo parts, Pucci feels like um more actually vulnerable to the heroes mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i mean it, it reminds me a little bit of like kira from part four where it's like they're doing everything kind of in the background because if they just try to do this head on like a you know other villains may they would get their shit rocked in so fast yeah like him trying to fight jolene near the end of this section of the show what a good fight though yeah yeah <laughs> like just about every time it happens uh, uh, that there's actual fight choreography, blows being exchanged. Uh, it's great. And J- Jolene and Pucci uh, around the, the end of the Green Baby saga. <laughs> and, and also Jolene and Westwood uh, just before it kicks off. Both fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I like that Pucci is not like immediately like this all powerful, mm-hmm. you know, dude. And I the episodes that we left off at like in jailbreak he's like Pucci's like gone and he's got he's got his fun new hairdo right i'm not like yes okay yes. I-, I love i love that like episode where he's like freaked out by like what's happening to him like i yes. think that's really mm-hmm, fun mm-hmm. instead of like having a villain be like oh finally like i'm ascending or whatever he's like holy fuck this is scary <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> just like yeah man (laughs) that would be really scary it's i mean it's also great because it shows how much faith he has in dio yeah it's like okay uh this bone is gonna substitute in the recipe for the world let's hope it works okay it fucking did what does it make i don't know but it's gonna be cool (laughs) yeah uh (laughs) just along for the ride at this point it's i'm oh man i i am really excited for you all to get like the, the next uh chunk will be oh yeah really fun yeah i Um, I have read ahead a while ago at this point and yeah i'm i'm stoked for some of this shit (laughs) yeah (laughs) because i I feel like that's when like even a a lot of poochie like stuff like pays off really well Mm -hmm. uh in like this this big next like arc um i don't know he's fun also i i realize i i have a i don't know if either of you have watched like slightly less insane anime fate uh like any of the fate stay night (laughs) stuff Um, no i haven't (laughs) Uh, but well, so Pidgey is voiced by my favorite character in that series. Mm-hmm. Um, but I actually didn't recognize it because he is pitching his voice I mean, down so hard. For around Pidgey. here, we call him Domo and fucking Kashu. But that's, <laughs> that's okay. Uh, but yeah, he's 
he is pitching his voice down so hard for Pucci that I didn't like recognize his voice at all because like he's very like you know he he's voices Gilgamesh and Fate and he's got this very like kind of high voice and he's like laughing a lot really like flamboyantly and loudly and he's not doing any of that uh (laughs) counting numbers and like Mm -hmm. muttering a lot are you excited to hear him play toad in the mario movie oh god (laughs) yes really yes no (laughs) hold on you can't you can't drop that on me i'm like i'm opening up a mario movie japanese dub uh, oh my god Oh yeah, search your feelings, you <laughs> oh know god, it to be true. Is toad. <laughs> Wait, Mamoru Miyato is Mar oh my god. <laughs> Sorry. I am closing my browser right now. I can't process this. <laughs> Mamoru Miyato. God, okay, sorry. I'm just imagining how much faster my process would be if I recognized all these people by name. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of having to look things up for the, the cast notes uh, segments. Again, this is why Tomokazu Sugita is literally why I started getting really into like voice actors and by extension, Jojo. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm going to, I can't wait for someone who inevitably like, uh, you know, put some of Pucci's lines over like toad, like footage <laughs> from mm-hmm, like, whenever that comes out. I'm very excited about that. I just looked at my notes and I I, I wanted to bring up like uh the stand um survivor. Yes. Mm. Which yes. stand that makes you mad as fuck is incredible. Uh mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's such it's legitimately like I, I don't like the Dragon Stream fight like at all. I, I didn't like any of that, but I think that Survivor is like a really fun idea. Um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I kind of wish that we we got to see Jolene like succumbing to it more. Cause like yeah. She starts to get mad and then catches herself pretty immediately. I, I wanted to see Jolene get mad as fuck. Like, yes. Jo- Jolene is the most emotionally mature of the JoJo's as well. <laughs> yeah, by a long shot. <laughs> but like, I, I think it's interesting because it is a stand that exists to turn regular people into stand users. Yeah. These people who will get ripped as shit and destroy their bodies so the other guy dies even faster. Yeah. <laughs> And it's so funny because like we already have White Snake, which is stand that makes people into stand users. But like, <laughs> no, <laughs> we're doing it again. We're just making you really pissed off. And like, I I think that's so fun. I I kind of wish that we had gotten to see like Survivor, but like applied to like more normal people than just like that one guard. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Who turns out to not be normal people? Yeah. Oh, exactly. oh, the the other one, the one who dies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Liquor. What a name. <laughs> While we're asking for. I think at this point, four episodes of, of extra material squeezed in here and there. How about some of these weirdo-looking, apparently normal yes. people all survivored up? I, like, <laughs> this whole range of, like, pick-your-fave quasi-stand user designs, and they don't do shit. <laughs> at least not not depicted, yeah. you know? Oh, this reminds me for the this the entire most of this chunk where it's, it's just fight after fight. When survivors first introduced and it's being made clear that like oh there's like four stand users here as well as all these normal people that are becoming super powered by being pissed off so hard i really thought it was going to be when i when i first read it fighting multiple stand users all at once like i thought because Mm -hmm. everyone kind of squares off one-on-one and like you don't even really notice that there's like dozens of other people fighting in the background at the same time and yeah. I, yeah, I just really wanted everyone to be fighting all at once. Just Same. absolute chaos. Like, I feel like that would have been really fun to watch and also helps with the pacing quite a bit. Yeah. Like, if it's just like, yeah, we're doing this one big, like, brawl um, with everybody. Like, that's... Mm-hmm. Like, I- I'm I'm honestly really surprised that Araki didn't go for it because it seems like the kind of thing that he would love to do. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you, you make space for all the, the like comedy life in prison stuff i want by having the westwood fight and the dragon's dream fight happening simultaneously in parallel yes. yeah above and below uh, uh the staircase there yes yes yeah. also you could probably you could probably do some really fun jojo tricks that way when you have multiple mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. battles going on at the same time and also the the unique challenge of trying to figure out 
how multiple different stands are working, especially if they're somehow interacting with each other in some way, where it's just like, mm-hmm. oh, fuck, what is what? I can't tell. The lines are blurred. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. I love some of the stuff that gets me, like, the most hyped in JoJo is when, like, two stand users figure out how to, like, you know, use their powers together. Yes. Um, mm-hmm, like, combine mm-hmm. their shit. It's, like, that is the stuff that gets me so hyped. Uh Except in part five. Fuck that. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. <laughs> That's the thing is that I just... Oh, They're I, you kind of doing you, it all the time, though. You can't You can't get me started on this, because I will spend the whole time talking about part five. <laughs> if I liked those boys, it would be different. I don't know. I, I, I wanted that. And it's crazy, because it's like, Foo Fighters is right there. Honestly, it's right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, they're they're not doing anything like mm-hmm. like i don't know like foo fighters is is you know the only one who's like really fighting uh dragon the stream and i know that like honestly his whole thing is that uh he's like oh i can't get involved because like jillian's not in danger um but but it would have been so fun like, yeah come on. <laughs> could have made that guy's legs spring bones immediately yeah one <laughs> you could have you could have had 20 more minutes of hijinks of of having forcing foo fighters to be your your wing person come on <laughs> i like that dynamic i love that when he, yeah when when he's like hey uh can you trip her like a little bit uh Game plankton yeah I, I i love the hey trip her so that i can i can catch her and foo fighters is like why the fuck would i do that like yeah <laughs> Also, something that comes up with Anasui and Foo Fighters, like, if there had been more time or this stuff had just been organized differently, I feel like we could have gotten more of that little character beat of Anasui not respecting Foo Fighters, because that comes up, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. five minutes before she dies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's it's funny, because I, like, his whole thing with, you know, calling, like, Plankton and, and stuff, and, like, just, just being a bully to Foo Fighters is, like makes the 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 impact of him like mm-hmm. telling Foo Fighters like, you know, while he's dying, like, hey, like Jolene's mourning, I don't want her to cry. You can have like the rest of my body and my my intellect and stuff. I feel like it, it makes that like really like good. Yeah. Uh, it's like kind of one of honestly is like only redeeming moments. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Where and I where it's like, you know, hey, this this guy is like he he's not all terrible. He's just I mean, hide your babies around yeah, him. Yeah, like, he's just outwardly, like, the most evil character. But <laughs> that just reminded me that I, I love the um the visual effect that they do on the screen whenever uh, he starts, like, flirting with Jolene. Oh, yes. Like, yes, yes, yes. The the cute, like, you know, the, like, very pop-like colors and, and stuff. And, like, whenever she's just not fucking getting it is really good. The whole bit where... um. She has the like holes in her tongue, and she's just like <laughs> wheezing at him. Yeah, her voice actress uh, is really good. <laughs> like, okay, for this episode, we're just gonna need you to like wheeze with intention, like into the <laughs> yes. mic. She's like, got it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very funny. Uh, but hey, let's let's uh, let's let's uh, have our tongues tango. Come on, come on, come on. <laughs> Oh, you're cracking my neck because you love me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's interesting that we've talked about everyone in the regular cast as a character, except Jolene Cucho at God. this point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and I think the reason is, I, I think it goes to demonstrate something you said, Josh, very, very early on, maybe even our first mm-hmm. Stone Ocean episode, that she comes out fully formed. Yes. Like, there, there is no, like, grace period of, like, figuring out who this is. You No, she's she hits the ground running. Yeah. yeah. She only gets more herself. She doesn't change, at yeah. least not until perhaps the future holds uh, uh, so, some new development. I don't know. But up to this point, it, it's just more and harder. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I, oh, you go. Oh, no, go ahead. I I, I uh, immediately forgot what I was about to say. So, oh sorry. <laughs> uh, I I love her. She is why this is my favorite uh, arc. She's just like such a fun mm-hmm, protagonist. Mm-hmm. I I think that Stone Free is so fucking cool. Um, yes. I don't know. She's just so fun, and I love that she's rude and like snippy. Like she has such a big heart. I don't know. I I do think that yeah. Like she's not she's not like changing along the course of the show it's just 
and and I like that her opponents and like the people around her kind of recognize that where it's like mm-hmm. even from the beginning they're like oh my god like she is like her force of will is like insane and I I, I love her for that the bit with Jolene and and Poochie having their fist fight at the end of this yeah. portion the bit where Poochie like gets knocked off guard or whatever or something he's trying to do doesn't work and he's like why the fuck did that happen oh she intimidated me <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh she scared me yeah <laughs> uh what a what a special boy what a special boy he is. <laughs> i think it really comes down to Earlier this episode, you mentioned us reading manga in theory and practice. And mm-hmm. as I recall, the like number one rule Araki gives for making your uh, protagonist to live in the pages of Shonen Jump magazine is like that they don't fucking quit. They don't give up. <laughs> and it's just like, let's just turn that into the most extreme <laughs> version and build a person around it. And, you know, I he knows what he's talking about. It works. It works. Yeah. yeah. Especially, like, I, you know, I loved her, obviously, in the manga, but, like, her her voice actress is, like, perfect. Like, she's bringing so much mm-hmm. uh, good shit to this role and just, like, just absolutely killing it with, like, every line delivery. It's crazy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I feel like Jolene also is, like, helped out a lot because, like, uh, you get to you get to see her, like, interacting with her friends in ways that aren't just, like, through stand fights. Uh, like, mm-hmm. I mean, they they do turn into stand fights, like you know, <laughs> the part where like they're they're playing catch and shit. Um, like the deck collector is like really fun, but like I like seeing that. It, it kind of reminds me of like the camaraderie of like part four, in some ways, where it's like you have that like central group of characters, and I feel like that works really well when like you just have like these characters who have like a lot of like really good chemistry with one another. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just I'm weak for like. Look, it's a it's a rude woman. Like that's <laughs> yes. what else? Like yeah. yeah, that's all I need. <laughs> like I don't know. I love that she gets and to she's be. She's surrounded by so many others. Exactly. Yes. Like I love that she gets to be like crass and like you know. It's a whole building full of them, really. Yeah, she gets to be just as like crass and like rude, uh, like as any other like JoJo character would be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm just glad that, that wasn't like toned down. Uh, just because like you know, girl. Which is like mm-hmm. something that I, I might have expected, mm-hmm. but no, she's rude as fuck. I love her. The, the whole like bit in the beginning where she's like doing all the different hand gestures to tell someone to fuck off is like, yes, that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. And it's so fun to imagine that like that person is under the surface when she's like taking her school picture uh, that that's on Jotaro's like a uh, uh, desk. Uh, <laughs> yeah, when he's hooked up to the cup machine, <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> That that person is also riding in the car with Romeo. She just doesn't get get to uh, come <laughs> come to play just yet. Yeah, you know? yeah. And what would it take for the opposite? What would it take for like normal standard ninety uh, percent of the lines gone from her face, Jolene, <laughs> to show up in prison or out of prison? She left prison. We're all out of yeah. prison. That's huge. We left the fu- We got to talk about leaving the goddamn prison. <laughs> Well, we left the prison in, like, the final two seconds of where we left off. <laughs> Still! <laughs> I'm excited for, for y'all uh, for the next part. It's, like, it's really good. I think that I, I'm just, like, glad that it it finally did leave. Because I remember when I was first, like, reading the manga, I kind of, like, didn't expect that they were going to actually leave at any point. Like, I know yeah. that sounds, like, weird, but I mm-hmm, was just... Mm-hmm. I assume that, like, if your gimmick is, like, this one set in, in jail, you're not going to leave the jail um but no and it's like a good uh it's also just like a good like storytelling parallel with like you know the stakes are getting like way higher and like the world's kind of like opening up and now like they're like out on the road everything's questions now right is is this is the are are their limiters taken off because now they don't have to contend with all these systems of control or are they at a disadvantage because they, they invested so heavily in figuring Mm. out how to work those systems to their advantage. Mm. And now who cares? Oh, you you bribed a prison guard. That's 80 miles away. What the fuck do I care? (laughs) It's also going to be interesting, you know, because reading the manga is just, you know, black and white. It's going to be interesting to see everything outside of the prison because Jojo is a, you know, generally a pretty damn colorful series and it's been weird to be in such a 
stark gray mm-hmm, concrete mm-hmm. setting for two thirds of the show. And so I'm curious to see what part six is going to feel like when suddenly there's a lot more color like popping out yeah. everywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Especially for like Bohemian Rhapsody. I'm, oh I, God. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I hope it's good. I have been like this, <laughs> this, uh, the opening of this episode uh, or of like this arc. Um, it's, I think this is my favorite like opener since battle tendency actually. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. Which is like great song, good. I like, dance in my chair every time. Yeah, every there's time. just a lot of yeah. energy in that song. Like, yeah, and it's so colorful and good. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I love how bright it is. Also interesting to have an OP that doesn't have one of the like two bands they go to like as tradition <laughs> for all <laughs> yeah. their other OPs. You know. Yeah, yeah. I was very much like, please, they, they have got to get a female vocalist for this one, and they did. And I was like, thank you. Oh, sorry. The one, the one other thing that I had on my notes that is yeah. just like a really funny like thing that I noticed. Um, like again during, during the Kenzo fight, I love that like the part when like Foo Fighters like goes through like the the like banister or something like to avoid yes. him, yeah. and I love it. That's the most normal thing that anyone's done in several episodes. And Kenzo is immediately like, "Oh, you're not human." Instead of just like assuming that they're a stand user, like he just immediately <laughs> goes to like. <laughs> You're like, or like a circus performer yeah, or something. Like, yeah, anything. Um, just, but like, literally the most normal thing, and and the most normal thing that's still supernatural. And Kenzo's like, oh my god, <laughs> like, what are you? It's like, dude, this woman just turned her hand into thread. Like, it's, <laughs> please. <laughs> okay. Do do you think? Do you th- as as like a long time Stone Ocean fan? Uh, that I am onto something, that, that I have revolutionized the study of this part by unlocking the secret that Foo Fighters is a kappa. <laughs> is that a, is that a, a secret? <laughs> I mean, I, I didn't see anybody else talking about it. Some people in the comments for that episode on uh, the, the YouTube mirror, hello, uh, YouTube comments, I read you. Uh, thanks for being cool. Had their minds blown by the idea. <laughs> It's it's so funny because I, I I felt like it was sort of obvious and especially in the in the part um with Kenzo where like the the fucking boomerang you know hits them and, yeah and they, they can't it's, spill it's the, the water from the their head spot it's in the exact like spot where all the you know the little kappa like dish uh goes yeah, yeah I think that's I think that's reasonable okay thank you <laughs> you're thank welcome you. I'm, I'm validating I, I love you. validation <laughs> I love it yeah absolutely that's what I do the all these shows <laughs> for I'm, I'm... <laughs> Anyhow, uh, I guess we should wrap up since we're already talking about what comes next. As mentioned, our next new episode is going to be on Bohemian Rhapsody 1 and Bohemian Rhapsody 2. That's episodes 25 and 26 of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Stone Ocean beginning that final December 1st, 2022 uh, episode drop as, as we head toward the end, toward the very end of animated JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. My God. For now. For now, I I really hope that Part Seven like gets an adaptation. I know it's always kind of dicey if like they're gonna keep going, but Part Seven is is probably my second or third favorite JoJo. So I it kind of I like that it kind of resets the stakes uh back down to like normal stand stuff or like as normal as stands can be. Uh, <laughs> yeah. One of the few things I know is that it is very highly regarded. Yep. Yeah. So yep. I'm I I want to know what everybody's so curious about. Yeah. And I can't become a reader because otherwise it spoils the conceit of the show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Unless they like positively come out and definitively say it's never happening. Yeah. I can't read ahead. Yeah. Oh, that's torture. <laughs> also, uh, Chip, you'll know I so uh, they they cut my favorite part of Stone Ocean. Yeah. Which I'm very sad about, but. They couldn't have done it in the anime without getting sued. So I'm going to trust you to fill Grant yes. in on, yeah. on what's missing <laughs> sure from no. Bohemian Rhapsody. And I think you know what I'm talking about. Yep, yep. So, Every week after finishing my notes while watching, I do check the wiki for the anime manga differences section. Oh, fun. So. Yeah, there, there will be quite a notable one here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they get granular on some of those. <laughs> Yeah, I like who, I haven't who's checked. next to who in group shots. Oh my god, really? Like, granular. That's, yes, that's funny. 
But before we let you go, Arden, I would like to ask you, uh, you got, got anything you'd like to point people to, upcoming or, or past projects? And uh, if you want people to find you, where can they do that? Um, I don't want anyone to find me. I want to live in a cave. Just and, a hole. Just a little yeah, hole in the ground. Yeah, I want to live in a hole in the ground. And um, I'm going to be a little borrower and use, a, use an acorn lid as my dinner bowl. I don't know. Um, <laughs> my... My Twitter that I don't use is at uh, Spratella, um, and I might come back into the public eye at some point. We'll see. Um, but mm-hmm, for now, mm-hmm. I'm happy to live in a little hole in the ground. So, yeah, I don't know. That's it. <laughs> I've just been... <laughs> I have nothing really to point people to right now, because I've just been doing freelance work for other people. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, go play go play Get in the Car Loser, which I did editing on. Ooh, um, fantastic. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to correct you. Uh, and use it as an excuse to once again talk about the end of the Six Feet Under Mouse Guard campaign. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Thank you. <laughs> once again, I brought one of my little mouse babies uh, to guest on the show. A couple months ago, the finale went up. Everything I've seen, universal praise, and I'm so grateful for it. I'm, I'm so happy that Yay. something that I enjoyed is being enjoyed by the listeners. Uh, but almost all of that has been talking about the whole thing as a whole. The few exceptions, when people talk about specific scenes, they're talking about scenes you're in, Arden. Oh, and uh, really? I, I want you to be as proud of that as I am for you. Oh my god, that's so sweet. I, I had no idea. That's really nice. <laughs> I like, I'm very... I'm very sensitive, so I usually don't look up like how stuff that I worked on is like received, just because I'm like it's not my business. If if someone mm-hmm, if mm-hmm. I need to know, I'll find out. But that's really sweet. Thank you. So once again, that is s i x f e a t s u n d e r dot com. You know what? You know what I did yesterday? I got a plug. You know what I did yesterday? Yeah. <laughs> I wrote uh, what will probably be a one page RPG once I'm done with the formatting. Uh, it is about being a sexy doctor who is also an intelligent swarm of bees. <laughs> oh, I would love to play this. It is called Sting Operation. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Never mind. I'm not playing this. <laughs> so, so like I said, I, I just wrote a f- uh, first draft yesterday. By the time you're hearing this, it might be available on my itch page. That's my name is Grant at itch. Uh, uh, and it might be shortly upcoming by the time you listen to this. No, no promises, but it's called Sting Operation. It's a lot of fun. So look, look out for Sting Operation coming soon. Maybe already uh, uh, coming at you. I don't know. I've never done my own layout before. I don't know how long it takes. <laughs> <laughs> but again, join us next time to talk about Bohemian Rhapsody Parts 1 and 2. Uh, one last huge thank you, Arden, for joining us uh, on this episode. It's been a great time. Been looking forward to it for a full season of the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yay. Yeah, I'm always happy. To, to be on here when I'm talking about a part that I like um yeah <laughs> uh so with that to be continued later folks bye bye